Welcome to the Soto Mojo Podcast. I am your host for the day, Ty Gonzalez from SotoMojo.com. Our usual host, Colby Patnode, is on the IL uh, as we speak. He... uh, his computer's uh, sound card has gone kaput, and he's ordered a new one uh, from Amazon, but it doesn't seem like he's going to get that until next week at the earliest, so I'm going to be going solo today, so it's going to be a lot shorter of a show. Um, typically, we go about an hour, hour and a half. Uh, this is probably going to be in the 20, 30-minute range, if that. We'll see. Uh, don't have a whole lot to talk about, given everything going on in the world, Um but the uh, MLBPA and Major League Baseball have come to an agreement that has some pretty uh, horrific uh, implications for the draft and the service time of many players in Major League Baseball, namely players that are on the final year of their contract and players that are on the final year of their contract that have just been traded to other teams, uh, such as Mookie Betts, Trevor Bauer, uh, etc. Um, so, let's get right into this. It's really disappointing, first of all, to see that the MLB draft now can it hasn't officially been limited to but it can be limited to five rounds which considering that the normal is 40 you're losing 35 rounds worth of players that are now going to possibly be forced into a situation to become undrafted free agents their signing bonuses as undrafted free agents will be limited to $20,000 for the year. And for the players that are drafted, their bonus slot money has been cut down to more than half. And we're now at a point where, considering that The NCAA has already offered an extra year of eligibility to all spring athletes. And prep players have yet or will not play their senior year in high school. And you have a lot of these players that are basically stuck between a, a rock and a hard place. Some players, you know, some prep players don't want to go the college route while others do. You know, others think that that may boost their stock or they just wanted to fulfill their commitment, what have you. But others now are going to be forced in a situation where they thought that they were going to get a large paycheck this summer and instead they're probably going to be forced to go to college because no one's going to want to draft a high schooler with just three years of experience in high school. So that creates a complication. The college seniors is another issue 
because many of them are ready to come out. They don't want to have to play another year in college, risk injury, risk draft stock. But now they're going to make way less than they were supposed to. They're not going to get paid that much this year. They're probably not going to play pro ball at all this year. Or at least very limited pro ball and on a very limited paycheck. And it's incredibly, it just, it gets more and more complicated for the sole fact of greed. The owners of all 30 MLB teams are multi-billionaires. Colby Patnow wrote this a few days ago on the site, sotomojo.com, if you want to read it. Um, and he talked about how the draft is being affected by this. And as he said, all these decisions being made, cutting the, the draft down from 40 rounds to 5, cutting the signing bonuses... That saves each team around $2 million each. That is nothing. That pays for a Gerard Dyson type. Don't let Major League Baseball fool you here. They're losing money, yes. They're not losing money to the point that they're on the verge of bankruptcy. The fact that we're hearing things about them having to lay off executives, having to, or, you know, when they were trying to weasel their way out of paying minor league players, etc., which has been rectified, but they shouldn't be applauded for just paying their players $400 a week. That's still relatively low for a professional sports athlete, no matter what level you're playing. You know, in some places, that's not even a livable wage. $1,600 a month may pay your rent in certain places. So, don't let that fool you. But the fact that the MLB is leading you to believe that they have to drastically make these, these cuts to everything. You know, and, and I haven't even talked about the international signing period, which they want to delay until January 2021 instead of the usual July t- uh, second date. Which, this can be done. Deals can be done over the phone. A draft can be done all 40 rounds. You know, but I mean, we've, we've, we talked about this. Last week or the week before, I forget, on the podcast. It's fine if you cut the draft down to, say, 20 rounds. Because at that point, once you get to about round 20, 21, etc., that's the point where teams start drafting, like, the scout son and all that stuff. That's when the draft kind of gets silly. You know, if you remember a couple of years ago, the Mariners drafted Trey Griffey, 
Ken Griffey Jr.'s son, who is not even a baseball player. He's a at the time he was a wide receiver for the University of Arizona's football team. He's been on the Pittsburgh Steelers practice squad, etc. He's not a baseball player. So cutting the draft down to say 20 rounds or maybe even 25 would be fine. These teams have enough data to draft 20 guys. It's not like scouting just started last week. The problem is, you know, they're going to have to go off of the information that, uh, you know, that's probably outdated. Now, you don't get to see a 2020 season for these college guys, for some of these prep players, etc. You don't have the 2020 data on them. But you just go off of what you know. And they probably have a lot of information to draft 20-something guys. So, that's ridiculous. The international signing period, delaying that, is also ridiculous. Any deal, as the NFL has demonstrated, any deal can be completed over the phone. Obviously, these deals in the NFL are not officially completed, apparently. But, you know, life is going on. The NFL has figured out a way to make life go on without risking the health of its players and its scouts and its manager or its uh, uh, coaches and general managers, etc. The MLB can do the exact same thing. They just don't want to. Because as much as I hate to say it, it's true though, it's a dying sport. They are losing money. They are failing to find ways to connect with a younger fan base. ESPN barely talks about it. And it's not like ESPN would have anything smart to say about baseball. But, you know, the national attention on baseball has dwindled in North America. It's not nearly as important as it was when I was growing up. And they're using COVID-19 as an excuse to cut corners. And for what reason? Again, with the draft, they are saving possibly $2 million that they would have otherwise spent on you know at least maybe three players that grow up through their system and contribute at some point to their major league roster and that's another thing is that you really cannot cut this draft down to five rounds there is a lot of talent beyond the fifth round of the draft and these are future union members players that will eventually be a part of the MLBPA and the MLBPA sold them out and for what 
I'm still trying to figure this all out. It doesn't make any sense. The excuses, the flat out lies that Major League Baseball is leaking to the public. It's just really disappointing. And it's disappointing what they continue, the lack of respect that they continue to show for its young players. The future faces of their league. And a lot of those guys that are now going to go undrafted because the draft is only five rounds, you know, if that is what happens. You know, those guys, they're going to have the option of playing another year of amateur baseball, risking injury, risking draft stock, or taking just $20,000 to sign their life away to a team just because of circumstance. And because of a, a of a corner that was cut in the most unnecessary way. It sucks. I hate I hate this. I hate this so much. I hate seeing this. From a from a sport that I love, from a league that I grew up loving. It's just incredibly disappointing. Now, in terms of how this affects the Mariners, um, they still will have, I, I believe, four picks in the top 100, five in the top 110, I want to say. Correct me if I'm wrong. They have the extra pick from the Encarnacion trade. Last year from Cleveland. Um, And they also have. Let's look it up. They also got one in the Omar Narvaez trade. um, From Milwaukee. Yeah. And that was at the time of the trade. Was the 71st overall pick. So, the um, the cut down to five rounds, if that is, in fact, what happens, that doesn't affect where the Mariners' bread and butter was going to be this draft. Um, so, there really isn't a whole lot of negative for the Mariners, given what's going on. And that's fine, but again, the fact that we've come to this decision, the fact that we've come to this point, it just felt like Major League Baseball and its owners were just waiting for any chance that they could get to cut a corner, 
And they got one with COVID-19. You know, and it's... I don't know. It, it's just really, like I said, it's just really disappointing. But enough about that. Um, before I go, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about how COVID-19 is going to affect the Mariners. And maybe positively, maybe negatively. And also, I wanted to talk about the service time with many of these players that have just been traded to teams, service time for players on the Mariners and what that means for them. And in terms of service time, you know, they're, if the season is canceled, they will lose a year on guys like Mitch Haniger. But, um, you know, D. Gordon will enter his final year on his contract next season. Um, he would accrue a, a year's worth of service time if the season was canceled under this agreement. Um, Taiwan Walker, Kendall Graveman, and, uh, I believe Yoshihisa Hirano. Hold on. Let me look that up. Uh, no, Hirano is actually under club control for quite some time, according to Spotrack. So, Kendall Graveman, Taiwan Walker, those are the two big names that would not... Um, pitch a single inning for the Mariners this year after signing deals with them. Um, now, the Mariners do have a club option on Graven, so they could accept that. It's only... See how much it's worth. $3.5 They'd probably pick that up because I assume that if the season is canceled, that their interest in Graveman wouldn't waver. However, you also have to consider the fact that if the season is canceled, you're probably looking at Justin Dunn and Logan Gilbert starting this season with the Mariners. Um, so you got to figure how that all works out with your rotation. Now, with guys like Mookie Betts, who was just traded from the Red Sox to the Dodgers... The Dodgers had the Dodgers, you know, they 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 came away with David Price and Mookie Betts for Alex Verdugo, Jeter Downs, and I forget if they gave up someone else. You know, they gave up a, a decent package, but nothing crazy, but still they give up at least two young promising players. For a guy that may never play for them. Mookie Betts, if the season is canceled, will become a free agent. And he could choose to leave L.A. And there's really nothing that the Dodgers can do about that. 
Um, so that's another negative to this MLBPA agreement. You know, Trevor Bauer is another guy that the Reds just gave up a bit for, you know, hoping that he would help them turn things around, turn that franchise around, get them on a playoff uh, run this year, put them in a position to compete. You know, they, they traded for him at the deadline in a losing year with hopes for what he could help them out with in 2020. And now he may never pitch for them. The Indians, who failed to trade Francisco Lindor this offseason, may now get nothing for him. And he'll obviously walk away in free agency, given what that organization has openly said about him. This is... It, it's it's setting up for some pretty crazy storylines. And this offseason has been by far the weirdest I've ever seen. When you consider the... You know, obviously the cheating scandal with the Astros. You know, the Mike Fires thing that came out right after. You know, there's all this thing about... All these things about buzzers and trash cans and what have you. You know, the Mariners are relatively quiet. Free agency kind of went back to normal after being really slow for a few years there. You know, the Red Sox get caught up in the scandal... And we still haven't heard a report on them yet. And what, you know, Rob Manfred and, and, the, and Major League Baseball found on the Red Sox. You have Alex Cora, A.J. Hinch, and Carlos Beltran all departing their teams. Beltran... Resigning after only a couple weeks since he had been hired to manage the Mets. That was an insane offseason. And then, of course, you have, you know, this delay that's going on due to COVID-19. And we may not even play this season. But next offseason, in terms of player movement, etc., if the season is canceled, that's going to be insanity. You know, think about how L.A. will feel if Mookie Betts walks away. Say he goes to another team, not the Dodgers. How do you feel as a Dodger fan at that point? How do you feel as a Cleveland Indian fan when Francisco Lindor walks away because of the sheer stupidity of your front office for not for speaking out and then not trading him? 
for basically saying he's not coming back. But then not trading him, and then this happens. You know, and obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, but they had an opportunity there, and now they've lost that, and they might not have that opportunity again. It's a crazy time to be a baseball fan. And it's a crazier time to be a Mariner fan because I think the Mariners are one of the teams greatly affected by all of this. You know, more than most. You know, it greatly affects the timeline of some of their young players. It greatly affects their window of contention that they had set forth for themselves of competing in 2021. Is that still realistic at this point? Probably not. You know, they could go out in the offseason and be that team that takes Francisco Lindor away from Cleveland. They could go out and get Trevor Bauer as well. Those are two names that many Mariners fans have clamored for. Those are two names that we've banged the table for personally. You know, they could go out and get those names and maybe flip the narrative, but when we thought about them going out and being aggressive in free agency, we thought that with the idea that Kyle Lewis, Jared Kelnick, Logan Gilbert, Jake Fraley, Shed Long, Justin Dunn, that these guys were going to have service time under their belt in Major League Baseball. And now guys like Jared Kelnick, who seemed to be a pretty realistic uh, option to debut this season, may not play in 2020, even if a season does go, get underway. And he only has 91 at-bats in A. So you're not just going to throw him to MLB action next season if the season is canceled. He has to get those reps. Logan Gilbert, more so, might be an option to start the season out at the MLB level if the season is canceled or if this, or even if the season is just delayed. He could start the season on the MLB roster for the Mariners because we know that guy is pretty much ready. Keith Law, who it's incredibly hard to impress Keith Law, Keith Law has said since last summer that Logan Gilbert was ready. But what does this mean for Julio Rodriguez? Julio has only played at high A. And there was some thought that if he had performed this year at double A, the way that he did at an A ball last year, that he was going to have a chance to compete for a roster spot coming out of the spring or have a chance to be called up as early as May or June next year. And now it feels like we may not see Julio until September 
2021 at the earliest. So this does impact the Mariners window in a huge way. And it also takes a year off of Mitch Hanniger's current contract. You know, but it also could have a positive impact on someone like Hanniger. If a season is played this year at some point, he wasn't going to be on the opening day roster given his injury. But now, if the season starts in July, and that seems to be a pretty hopeful date at this point, if he starts out, or if the season starts in July, there's no reason to think that Mitch Hanniger's not on that roster. He should be fully healthy by then, and if they do have some sort of spring training beforehand, some sort of preseason, he should be able to participate in that and get his legs under him. And then you have this whole question of whether or not the MLB is going to expand its playoff system to 14 teams this season. That idea has been floated around because of how weird this whole season has been. They might try that out. And that means more teams are going to be competing late into the season for a playoff spot. And that means that the few teams that are clear-cut sellers, that are going to be clear-cut sellers, that are going to be at the bottom of the cellar in Major League Baseball, and I think the Mariners are one of those teams, that means that those teams are in a prime spot to sell. And Mitch Hanniger could be a huge commodity for a Mariners team and maybe one of the few teams actually willing to part from their veteran players and not be looking to go for something more. But with Hanniger as well, if he if the season is canceled this year and there's no Major League Baseball until 2021, Mitch Hanniger is going to miss nearly two years without playing baseball. So, for a guy like that, there are two extremes on the opposite ends of the spectrum. It's just a really complicated time right now. You know, not just for the world of sports, but just the world in general. And it's really hard to figure out. And it's been hard for us to figure out content for you guys and you know, create a podcast on a weekly basis to talk about a team that isn't doing anything right now. Roster moves are on hold, so there's no hope of that. You know, we've been doing this simulation in MLB The Show 20 that we air on YouTube every night that the Mariners were supposed to play at 8 o'clock Pacific time, 8 p.m. Um... You can keep an eye on Twitter for that, but that's not filling the void. I miss baseball. I miss the Mariners, the real Mariners. Even for as bad as they were supposed to be this year, I would rather watch them 
suck than not watch them at all. And watching a virtual Mariners team play out a season that's not going to happen, at least not in the way that it was supposed to, um, is kind of depressing at times. But also, you know, I... I wanted to do something that was current and something that was fresh and something that was new because all this historical, you know, reflection stuff that that um, many publications are doing, it's fine. But honestly, it doesn't get me. It doesn't get my mind off of the stuff that's going on. It just makes me remember that you know things are normal right now. And sports have always been an escape for me, mentally. And I just, I I wanted to create a way that people could escape and look forward to things. And not have to think about what's going on. You know, just for a couple hours a day. So... I hope for those that have been watching those streams, and I thank you very much if you have been watching those streams. Um, I just I I hope that they've created some sense of distraction for you if you if you have been watching them. So yeah, um, so again you can catch those on YouTube. Um, it's just on my personal account. There really isn't a link. Or anything that I can give you. Just uh, keep an eye on our Twitter. At SotomojoFS. Um, we tweet. Right before the games are about to start. We tweet out lineups. And then we tweet out the link. And we kind of live tweet the game if it's interesting. Now our virtual Mariners are 2-5. and five. They just got swept by the Twins. They won their first two games of the season. But uh, after that it's kind of gone downhill. Bats have gone gold. Jose Barrios, Barrios threw a uh, com- complete game shutout against them, so it hasn't been uh, hasn't been great. But uh, but yeah, so I think that's uh, that's gonna do it for me. I'm sure I rambled a bit. It's kind of weird uh, having to do a podcast on my own with no one to bounce off of and just try to talk for. Minutes and minutes and minutes and minutes on end. I don't know how Jason Churchill does it. Um, but yeah. But I thank you if you if you did st- sit through all of this. It's just a weird time. You know, we, we're trying to figure this all out. Trying to figure out the best way to give you guys content. And I just... I want to do things that are progressive and and give people reason to look forward to something. I don't mind looking back and all that stuff, like how uh, we've been doing, you know, um, looking at past trades and stuff like that, and past games and, you know, fond memories, but I don't know. It, it gets kind of depressing after a while, just because you know why we're doing that. Anyway, uh, so, uh, leaving on that somber note, um, 
thank you guys for joining me. Uh, I'm Ty Gonzalez from SotoMojo.com. Please check out the website. COVID-19 has really uh, taken a hit on our site's performance, um, you know, because of, you know, there just isn't anything really new to talk about right now. Uh, but if you guys could go by the site and uh, look at an article or two, it would really help us out. Uh, Colby and I don't make a whole lot of money off of this, but given both of our situations right now, any bit of money that we can get helps. Um, just with everything that you know is going on, I think Colby works in a, in essential services, so he's still working. Um, but I'm not at the moment, so I'm trying to scrape together any money that I can get. Fortunately, I have a really good support system and a really beautiful, amazing uh, wife in my life that is working from home and has a really good job. And um, so we're not starving or anything by by that means, but um, it is nice to have uh, some money on hand. And uh, so any, any views or anything like that that you can give us would be greatly appreciated. So that's going to do it for me. And uh, yeah, so follow us uh, again. You can follow us on Twitter at SotoMojoFS. That's where we mainly interact with people. Uh, the website is SotoMojo.com. And you can also find us on Facebook. Uh, hopefully Colby will be back next week. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll both see you then. All right, take care, guys. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Practice social distancing and all that good stuff. Uh, stay home. Stay the hell home. All right. Bye, guys.